0: I really like this discussing dreams and expectations. That's mm-hmm. huge because it's so easy to just have a meh marriage because you don't talk about dreams and you stop dreaming together and just go start doing life together. And it's like, no, you should still have dreams and aspirations. And, you know, we went on vacation in the Caribbean and we talked about wouldn't it be nice? And we're not seriously talking about buying a house in the Caribbean, but the idea of having in retirement to be able to go do more of those types of vacations.
1: maybe one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast with Brian and Jennifer
0: Harvey. So welcome back to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast. Thanks guys for listening. And when this recording drops, we will be back from Florida um, at Arise Church, a conference down there. And then also, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy
1: Valentine's Day, everybody. Day before
0: Valentine's Day. So, Jen's a little nervous about this one, just full disclosure, because she has no notes in front of her right now. Oh, called out. So she's nervous about this because this is a little bit different. We don't have an outline for this one. Uh, We're doing a podcast. Who
1: knows what's going to happen? I don't either,
0: honestly. I just have a couple ideas. So we thought it would be fun leading into Valentine's Day, to talk about the signs of a thriving marriage. I mean, people talk often about the signs of a marriage in distress and the problems with marriage. How do you know if um, your marriage is in distress? Well, how do you know if your marriage is thriving? I mean, it's, it's this amorphous, this difficult thing to describe. And one of the things we always say is a thriving marriage isn't something you arrive at it's something, it's a process. It's something you continue
1: on. Yeah. It's like you're, you're on the journey, um, to with and having a a thriving marriage. And I, what I've always liked about how scripture talks about, um, the Christian life just in, into salvation. It's like you, you've been saved, but you're continually in a process of being saved. You're, you've been sanctified, but you're continually in a process of being sanctified. And, um, with marriage, you're, uh, you get married, you've become one, but you're still in the continual process of becoming one. And I think that's great. So I think that to me, uh, a good way marker. Way wait, put, wait, 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 we'll, we'll wait. Get to, what? We'll get to yours in a minute. We'll get oh, to a minute. boy. Okay. So
0: what I want to do first is, yes. so on our Facebook group, I put out a question and asked um, people, what do they think the signs are? of a thriving marriage. And I have some of their responses in front of me and Jen can't see them. So I'm going to share
1: their
0: responses Mm -hmm. and and let's talk about that a little bit. And then um, we can see, um, look at the other responses as well. So if you'd like to, we do this periodically on our Facebook group. We have a page for Operation Thriving Marriage, and then we also have a, a private group for Operation Thriving Marriage where we ask questions. And the people in the group get updates and different things going on and prayer requests, things like that. If you'd like to be a part of that group, just search Operation Thriving Marriage in groups and answer the questions and request to join. We'd love to have you as part of our group praying with us and share, and be able to share with you more of what we're doing as they we talk about the different things that Operation Thriving Marriage is moving forward in. But one of the first things that the first comment when I request um, put this out on in the Facebook group. Came from Stephen, and I s- asked, "Okay, what do you think are signs of a thriving marriage?" And his response was, "Deciding what to eat."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so why are, you, why, hero, are why are you laughing, Stephen?
0: Why are you laughing?
1: Oh, I just think I I think it's funny because I I just really feel like that that's that's kind of the the trope that we have, I think, in in Western culture. It's like, what are we going to eat? What are we going to order? What do you want? Well, what do you want? And then you're just trying to figure that out just as best as you can. And there's a lot of going back and forth on it. So, Stephen, if you and your wife are just making these decisions, I mean, that that's fantastic.
0: So that's what I thought at first, too. And I thought because Stephen is kind of a jokester and he has a lot of silly things that he puts in the group. so, so but it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get some clarity on this one. And so I oh. asked him, okay, can you elaborate a little bit? Um, what makes this a sign of a thriving marriage is what I wrote to him. And his response was, it means you want the same things in life. You're <laughs> on the same track. You're in agreement.
1: Oh, okay. So there, there, there's some really good nuggets of wisdom in there, Stephen. Thank you for that. I, I like that. And I mean, to me, it's like if somebody wants Indian food and you know somebody else wants to have Mexican food. I don't think that that means that you're not in lockstep or or it's not a thriving marriage. So so don't hear that. But I do like what he was saying to just kind of elaborate on that. That if you want the same things in life, and I'm talking about the bigger things, not not the meals. But I, that that is definitely a, a good way marker to a thriving marriage. There, yeah, it, it's
0: interesting. Um, having meals, and I we may start doing that as well. as just kind of a a metaphor for for life together, because it is. I mean, we have had many conversations. Well, what do you want to? Eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do and, and then it it becomes that circle of absurdity. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a metaphor of hey, yeah how about Chinese? Yeah, Chinese sounds great. I mean, or whatever it is, um, having those things is really interesting. I, I like that. Um, another one, and this is, was a pretty common one, you hear this one a lot. So not surprised is Bobby um, wrote healthy communication. So before I tell you, Jen, how he described healthy communication, how would you describe healthy communication as an idea, as a symptom, as a sign of a thriving marriage, what would you see as as healthy communication?
1: Well, the good news is I was actually going to say this earlier in the podcast, but communication... Bobby, you totally stole Jen's thunder, and I think that's
0: kind of awesome.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of awesome too, Bobby. We appreciate you. I think it's communication, but it's also that feeling of we're on the same page, we're on the same track, and I feel really comfortable talking to you. And I've found that even with dating couples they'll say, well, goodness, I knew that this was going to be a lasting relationship because I felt so comfortable with this other person.
0: Yeah, that that's huge. And that, I mean, that communication, and it's funny how when you're trying hard, when you're dating, it's a lot easier to talk the way they want to, so they want to listen to you and listen in the way they want to talk to you. But then- after, Because you're so attentive, because
1: you really, really want this relationship-
0: And you're trying to impress, Mm -hmm. you know, and then marriage after the rings and stuff over it's like, well, I'm not trying to impress anymore, which is good because you shouldn't live your marriage trying to impress each other as in I'm trying to woo you, court you and convince you that I'm worth marrying, but you should still be trying to be the person that is worth the love and attention that your spouse is giving you. So you should still have that attentiveness, but it's not to convince you that you should marry me or that we should be together, but rather a response of my love for you. I love you so much that that's how I want to live our lives together.
1: And also, I think that you should be relaxed with each other. But at the same time, I think that the behavior should be in such a way of I'm worth being married to and continuing to be married to because you are being that person who loves your spouse and is expressing love in just so many different ways. Um, Of course, we've talked about Gary Chapman's love languages.
0: Absolutely. And so Bobby, has expanded on this more, he said fighting fair discussing dreams next i really like this discussing dreams and expectations that's huge mm-hmm. because it's so easy to just have a meh marriage because you don't talk about dreams and you stop dreaming together and just go start doing life together and it's like no you should still have dreams and aspirations and you know we went on vacation in the Caribbean and we talked about, wouldn't it be nice? And we're not seriously talking about buying a house in the Caribbean, but the idea of having in retirement to be able to go do more of those types of vacations. And then the other thing Bobby said was apologizing.
1: Mm -hmm. That's huge. Apologizing and and forgiveness. And what I always say when you're dealing with, at least professionally for me, with lawsuits, a lot of times if someone's been hurt in a business transaction or a personal injury case or something along those lines, people really want an apology. And the only thing worse then no apology is a bad apology. And I think Bobby would probably agree with that too. So yes, make sure that you're apologizing and apologizing well. We might want to do another podcast about how to apologize well, but forgiveness is, is a big thing that would go into that because I, I think implied in what Bobby's saying is that that you're forgiving your spouse. Yeah.
0: And a real apology is one that's truly repentant. Mm-hmm. It's something it's not just, "Oh, I'm sorry," so we can get through this. I'm just saying this to move on, but truly repentant. Oh, so I've got another
1: one here from Barb. Yay! I I we I know Barb. She's one of my best friends. So, yeah, so full disclosure on that one. Oh boy, what did she say? Uh, so she said, "That's so tough.
0: Outward signs can be so deceiving," which I think is true. I mean, there's true. A, I mean, You're right, Jesus Barb. talked about the whitewashed tombs. And so she goes, I'd say that longevity would be a good sign. Okay. A thriving marriage could be one that has survived times of difficulty and uncertainty, times that were not then thriving. And then she goes mm-hmm. on. But as a snapshot of a currently thriving marriage, I'd say a healthy sense of humor with some tolerance for self-deprecation. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say that. And I think some of that, the the nuggets of wisdom that I'm seeing there is – I think we've all seen marriages that have been long lasting, but maybe it's an abusive marriage. That's not a thriving marriage. But if you see a couple that's been together a long time that have gone through tough times together and they've allowed tough times to make their marriage stronger that's just an amazing kind of thing. And I, I I like that, this healthy sense of humor. Again, you're comfortable with each other. You make each other laugh. You're able to have a good time together. But this, the tolerance for self-deprecation, I, I see that as you're not taking yourself too seriously.
0: And, and I think that's huge. And I think that she makes a good point. We can say like longevity can be a marriage that's just merely survived a long time.
1: Yeah, It. It, or it could be you're existing together and you're just roommates, yeah. or your marriage is kind of, as you said, it's kind of like, meh.
0: Right. But I would I would agree with Barb that surviving and longevity is something that a thriving marriage will have over time. Mm-hmm. If you're newlyweds, if you've only been married a couple of months or a couple of years, you just haven't had the opportunity to have that longevity. But if you build... That thriving marriage now that longevity will come with it, and so having a good sense of humor, mm-hmm. enjoying that laughter is so fundamental to human existence and human happiness that if there's no laughter at home, that's really a struggle. Psychologists have seen this time and time again. You have to enjoy that, and laughter is it's like I said, fundamental to healthy human experience.
1: Very true. And I think some of that, the enjoyment of it, and you had talked about our vacation and you know, Barb had talked about just being able to laugh with your spouse. I think that when you're going through difficult times, being able to recall good experiences that you had together, whether it, it was a trip or an event that you went to or a date that you went on or, or just laughing together, that, that's something that is really helpful to recall during difficult times.
0: And being able to laugh and enjoy the difficult times in the past.
1: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I think that's one of the things in the military that's part of our bond a common term now a military is embrace the suck the reality is the situation we're dealing with is bad it's not going to get better the only way through is through but then afterwards you could talk about how ridiculous and you can laugh at um, i remember a time when i was a a young airman early in my career we had to go up in northern michigan for an exercise and driving up i had my windows down my moonroof open it was summer lovely beautiful weather A week later, we were packing up trucks in the snow. And I did not, I had rain gear, but I didn't bring winter gloves. I only had work gloves. So I had to actually go buy new gloves. And it was was horrible. There was nothing good about packing those trucks in the snow. But the experience when we look back on that together is something that bonds those of us who were living through that. And there's tons of those in the military, but there's tons of those in your marriage. You think about as wonderful and amazing and phenomenal it was if you're a parent and you brought that child home. Sleepless nights were not fun.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: we can look back on that together and smile and remember how we got through that together and even laugh at some of the ridiculous things that we
1: do. Like did. contents of diapers. I'm not going to go beyond that, but parents, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's You survived it. It's,
0: it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Another thing um, Anthony said, and I think this is huge, is the ability to overcome disagreements.
1: Yeah, I I really like that one because it's not saying that you don't have disagreements. It's how are you going to overcome these disagreements and get through these together? I I was uh, recently watched, uh, and you did too, that um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 induction then, and we saw Jimmy Jam there you guys know he, he was a producer writer for a lot of people probably best known for Janet Jackson and he was saying that he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame
0: woo! if you don't know him you need to look him up the that, dude's awesome that,
1: that's right if you don't know him you know his work um, but with him he was saying that with an argument you're trying to win but with an, a, a disagreement you're trying to resolve that and I, I, I want to say just using that language of course me as a lawyer those arguments I got to win those on behalf of my client because especially because a lot of times it's not going to be a a long time relationship because the parties are just going to go their different ways after the lawsuit or whatever the case is going to be there with that dispute. But with the disagreements, when you're dealing with a a, a relationship that's going to last longer, and I I do see these in disputes on the legal side with family members or or maybe two entities that are going to have a longer lasting relationship like um, a, a union and a corporation, that's something where these are disagreements, we're going to be together, just like in a marriage, guys, we got to resolve all of these right. there's no winner or loser we got to resolve this
0: yeah and, and that's huge and, and that's something that we've talked about before on the podcast is just um, resolving disagreements as we wrap up this episode jen what is something you would like to say as a sign of a thriving podcast that you'd like to share with the a audience? A
1: thriving podcast? Well, well podcast. hey, you're talking to the wrong person about that, but I think if we're talking about a thriving marriage... Thank you. Yeah, just being we, so- we, we,
0: we may or may not have Todd edit that out depending on how entertained he is by it as he's listening to it. And he's giggling over here on the other side of the glass, shaking his head. So you guys all are probably going to hear how I flubbed up the words. So thriving marriage, sweetheart, go ahead.
1: I, I would say with uh, thriving marriage, as I had indicated earlier, Earlier, I think a lot of that is being comfortable talking to your spouse. You're not walking on eggshells because a marriage should not be like that. But just the idea of I'm really comfortable talking to my spouse. I can talk to my spouse about any um, potential conflict in the, in the marriage or s- something crazy that might be happening outside the four walls of the house and know that I'm going to be accepted, know that I'm going to be very comfortable and I can be very vulnerable and transparent uh, with my spouse uh, about really anything.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's huge. We hear a lot from the guys down at XO Marriage that a marriage should be the safest relationship you have. And really that's what it needs to be to have that thriving marriage. It needs to be safe where you can talk about anything. Even things that, hey, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm a little uncomfortable bringing this topic up because ooh, this is this is this is going to sting a little bit or addressing something I don't I need to tell this to you. I've observed something that we need to fix, but how are we going to manage that? But having that safe marriage, one of the things that I think of, I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh, yeah. So,
1: what what what's kind of your your the thing that's standing out to you right now as a as a good uh, way marker for a thriving marriage? So this one is um, Jen's going to giggle and blush at me, but I
0: think having and wanting to have sex is a huge sign of a thriving marriage. Is that now, is that like a dude thing? Maybe it is, but wait a minute. Listen to me for a second I'm here. I'm listening. Because what we've learned over the years and research and stuff is that sex is not what makes your marriage thrive, but it can be an indicator of how well your marriage is going. So if a lack of sex is an indication that a marriage is in distress that there's a problem with it. And how many times have you said on this podcast that the clients that have come to you, that they're in, the, they're in distress and getting ready for divorce, they can tell you the date the last time they had sex with their spouse? That's true. So if that's true, and then on the other side, wanting to have sex and enjoying having sex and making that a priority in your marriage, that's not going to automatically fix all the other problems in your marriage. But if that part of your marriage is going well, then the other parts of your marriage are going well as well. And that's a sign, a symptom of a thriving
1: marriage. And what's hilarious to me about us talking about this now is we're kind of going very stereotypical because I'm saying it's communication. (laughs) You're saying it's sex. Here
0: we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, hey, thank you so much for listening to this and hope you enjoyed it. It's a little different from the podcast we usually do, but we would really love to hear from you what you would say a sign of a thriving marriage is. So if you could um, go to our website, operationthrivingmarriage.com, and hit that button that says leave a message there on the right-hand side of the screen. Leave us a voice message. Tell us what you think are signs of a thriving marriage. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to rate, and follow the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast. Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog, and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.